Hi, and welcome back to The Voice of Healthcare, episode 12 for June 2018. My name is Bradley Metrock. I'm CEO of a company called Score Publishing based here in Nashville, Tennessee. My co-host on The Voice of Healthcare is Dr. Matt Sobolski. Matt, say hello. Hello, everyone, the world. I'm really excited about today's guest. It's going to be a really bright conversation. Bradley, good to be here. Yeah, this is going to be phenomenal. Our guest today is Rowena Track of Signo. Rowena, say hello. Hello, everyone. I'm very excited to being part of this episode. Rowena, we're honored to have you. So you are Global Vice President, Digital Channel and Partner Marketing for Signa. Share with us a little bit just right off the top about your role with Signa and uh, how you got into that role with Cigna. Sure. Thank you, Brad. So I'm currently, as Brad said, the Global Vice President of Digital Channel and Partner Marketing at Cigna. Under my responsibility is all things digital, including also expanding our channels of reach and partnering globally with uh, innovators who could help Cigna build its brand and expand its reach to its customers. Prior to Cigna, and for the past two decades, I have helped companies innovate, modernize, and digitize. And I can call the past two decades as two decades of digital disruption. I've helped companies like Bayer Healthcare, TIAA Credit Financial Services, Citibank, PE Connectivity, and now Cigna. And my career had been at the intersection of business strategy, marketing, digital transformation, and technology innovation. Very cool. Yeah, you've, you've had a busy last couple of decades. We are honored to have you as well joining us. And I'd be remiss not to mention the Voice of Healthcare Summit, which takes place Tuesday, August the 7th on the campus of Harvard Medical School. If you're looking for information about that, you can go to www.v, as in Victor, ohsummit.com. And Rowena Track will be keynoting the Voice of Healthcare Summit for us, which is incredible. Rowena has championed Answers by Cigna, which is a really neat Alexa skill and voice experience that Cigna has put together. Rowena, walk us through what Answers by Cigna does and sort of share with us the backstory. How, how did this come about within Cigna? Right. Uh, so, Brad, as I have mentioned, uh, I've been for two decades, you know, in, in this digital space. And very briefly, if we go through these past two decades, first in the late 90s and 2000, we had companies building their websites. Then search engine optimization and search engine marketing became critical marketing tactics uh, shortly after, social media arrived on the scene and brands started investing in social activation. And then, of course, mobile, taking a huge role in brand moments and brand engagement. Most recently, and right now, if you fast forward to 2017 and 2018, companies and brands are looking into artificial intelligence and voice as brand moments. And us at Cigna, you know, the same way, 
voice is natural. Everyone is born with a voice. It's frictionless interaction with the customers. It makes interactions easy. And therefore, it was a natural choice for us to use voice activation to engage our customers in a simple, easy, and natural way. Amazon has really played a big role in marketing that. I've seen that you know, listed on their site, uh, the Alexa Skills Marketplace, quite a bit. You know, they've helped sort of raise the awareness of it uh, some themselves, which I think is really cool. Can you share with us any takeaways that you have from Answers by Cigna at this point? Obviously, it's young. It's just sort of come out of the gate, um, and you've got a lot more learning to do with how patients are interacting with it or how the customers interacting with it, but what can you share with us so far about anything that you've learned since it's launched? Answers by Cigna has, is to demystify, demystify healthcare. You know, there is a lot of jargon in healthcare and you'll be surprised how the average person, they don't understand certain basic things of what it means, you know, what's in network, out of network, deductible, etc. So we thought that we can build this Answers by Cigna voice activation uh, tool to um, demystify healthcare. And we started by having 250 terms, healthcare terms, explaining them and, uh, you know, helping people understand them better. And our commitment is to build on that. So we are expanding the 250 uh, words, phrases to 400. We'll be launching that in June. And so far we have about 4,000, active participants engaged with this voice tool. Our intent really was to enter into this space, test and learn and experiment on what does it mean to have a voice activation platform because it's really all very new. And our commitment actually to artificial intelligence and modernizing marketing and engaging our customers have led us uh, you know, to participate in voice. So it is an experimental, um, it's an experimental tool for us. And it's part of our commitment more, you know, for the broader artificial intelligence roadmap. So what we have learned is that customers are engaged. I can't say that it's part of their daily life right now, but our goal is to make it uh, really a simple and easy choice uh, for them to uh, have answers of, you know, for healthcare, healthcare answers that they don't understand or are not readily available at the fingertips. So Rowena, you've been around technology your entire career. Um, and with, you know, from what you've done with Answers by Cigna, it's just the icing on the cake. Whether... And Answers by Cigna is very specific, and you just described it really well. It's it's an experimental sort of interface that, that y'all are learning about and how the customer will interact with it. But more broadly, I want to sort of step back a minute. More broadly, um, given your background in technology and your interest in technology and innovation, either with voice technology and voice-first technology or perhaps with the underlying artificial intelligence Share with us whatever it is that most captivates you about the potential for either voice or AI or both together impacting the future of healthcare. I think artificial intelligence and voice, if leveraged correctly, will make the complex simple, whether it's for healthcare or for other industries. 
I believe it will revolutionize business models over the next three to five years, and brands need to be ready for that. And our answers by Cigna is a first step in that direction. There are many projections on where AI and voice will be. Uh, I think that voice technology will be embedded in almost everything we do. And this is not that far into the future. I think the average person will have more conversations with chatbots and virtual assistants than they do have with their family and friends. And we're seeing some of that with social media, you know, how engagement through social media with friends and families have really picked up. And artificial intelligence is really broad. If I think of roadmap, it has four pillars. You know, there's biometric and behavior identity. And with cybersecurity at heightened priorities, I think people who, companies who are investing in these technologies need to uh, scale up on their biometric and behavior identity to, to protect from cyber threats. The second pillar will be device integration like in the Internet of Things, devices talking to devices. And we're already seeing some of that in terms of remote monitoring. If you have diabetes, you know, you have your device embedded in, in you and then already communicating over the cloud through other devices to keep you healthy and to keep your sugar levels normal. And the third pillar is augmented reality and avatars. And last but not least, the fourth pillar is cognitive computing and data analytics. So you can see that the roadmap to um, really master artificial intelligence of voice has three, four, uh, has four main pillars. And companies, smart companies, really invest in these, pillar, pill, uh, in these pillars together simultaneously to achieve the goal of bringing the simple uh, you know, to, to its customers and making the complex simple. Rowena, um, that's excellent summation. Um, of four pillars to focus on as technology starts to roll out and become part of, or more part of the day-to-day for everyone. Um, I find that statistic uh, also fascinating that as time goes on within the three to five year time span, the conversations that we'll have openly with chatbots as uh, well as other people through voice and activating tools all around us using our voice uh, is this only going to increase? I, I find that fascinating. Obviously, uh, I found myself involved in this field and this study uh, largely because of the acceleration of these tools. You said something interesting a moment ago that I wanted you to address with our audience. I'll start that off by saying you mentioned that healthcare can be very jargony, uh, but also it can be uh, complicated to folks that aren't intimately involved in the business of healthcare. And that makes sense. It's not a traditional uh, supply and demand market. Um, as you are aware, very well aware as a leader within Cigna, uh, there's a third party uh, vector and influence upon the economies for healthcare. And I think that's where my question to you begins, which is if you were to zoom out the lens a little bit, why insurance? Why why a, provi- a coverage provider like Cigna? What's the benefit to, to, uh, to us all, to patients, to communities that a company like Cigna is offering by promoting and developing and leveraging these tools? Right. So um, I think 
like I said, healthcare is complex. And I tend to think about the key players in healthcare as the patient, provider, and the payer. So there's a patient, there's a healthcare provider, and there is the insurance companies who are the payers. And I think uh, taking the friction out of the interaction among these three key players will reduce costs, will make healthcare more affordable, and will make patients more engaged with their providers, and payers become part of the background. So we really don't want to make this about us, you know, as an insurance company. Our goal is to make the patient-provider relationship frictionless and provide the tools and the resources to enable that. And I think that voice and educating and engaging customers through voice and eventually the providers will help with simplifying and ultimately making healthcare more affordable. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I, I think that um, one of the themes that I write about, speak about regularly, is the advent of this technology as, as high level as it is, um, actually allows it to get out of our way and reconnect to another human in ways that we've sort of lost uh, behind the screen and the keyboard. Um, to me, that's quite exciting. Uh, of course, I have a lot of bias because a lot of the places that I'm going uh, speaking and collaborating with other physicians, um, they already have that bias themselves uh, and are interested in being a part of it. Uh, I, I will contend that I have found some caregivers threatened a bit by the idea that this technology is almost like a filter before it gets towards them, meaning uh, humans, uh, excuse me, patients uh, can benefit from the centuries of medical practice that uh, historically have been in important ways recorded so that it can be leveraged without a human intervention, like a physician. Um, what would you say if you were in a room of physicians who were skeptical of using this for the well-being of their patients, how would you describe the benefit to them um, as a means for their own uh, uh, optimization of care to their patient panels? Right. I, I think that my main message is embrace it because there are technology giants right now globally who are investing significantly in healthcare. It's really the inevitability. It's inevitable that technology is going to be part of everything we do. So you have companies like Alibaba in China and Alipay and Google, and Tencent in China, and Facebook, and Amazon, and eBay, and Apple. These are seven of many technology giants that really are redefining the business ecosystem of companies. I really think smart companies embrace innovation, and digitization, and technology, and try to partner with one or more, one or two or many of these global giants for the benefit of mankind because I think the movement is irreversible. You can ignore it. You cannot like it. But my message to a room filled with physicians is embrace it because, you know, the, your, your patients are living in a, in a digital, immersive digital ecosystem that, in my view, is irreversible. So um, there is a huge compelling reason now 
to to embrace innovation and digitization of healthcare because, like I said, it's inevitable and I think it's irreversible. Oh yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, I feel this way about most technologies that have occurred in healthcare during my professional career, but also beforehand. Um, just like other um, naturalistic fallacies, new technology. Uh, comes with a group of people with their hands in the air saying, this is the end and we are now diminished and we're headed towards a really terrible place. I tend to disagree with that. I think humans are much more uh, innovative than that, much more careful than that, especially with um, an industry like healthcare that is essential not only to your personal well-being to keep it strong, but also to economic well-being uh, globally. You know, the healthier people are, um, you know, the less uh, sort of uh, desperation they feel, but also the more productive they become uh, and the more that they can connect to other people or offer value uh, to their fellow fellow men even uh, and women, uh, even if it's not necessarily in monetary value. Um, so I think I would echo the same as you to physicians to embrace the technology and run with it. Uh, one of the things that I tend to focus on, similarly to what you mentioned a moment ago, uh, the shortage that we're going to be seeing of practitioners into the future uh, tends, to, t- tends to benefit a tool like this, especially with the advent of AI. Right. The idea that one physician can take care of more people because of this tool, I think, becomes really strong. Um, are there any sort of, uh, of course there are, but what are the barriers, do you think, to us becoming more fluid with the care leverage with voice and AI tools as the technology develops and becomes more mainstream? I think it's upon companies like Cigna and you know, some physicians are more innovative than others. Uh, I think the barrier is, first of all, I think to accept that this will not replace physicians. Technology, if you look historically, you know, when, when the computer came People felt that it's going to replace people, but it added more productivity. It added more like globally with more productive, with more efficient. I think leveraging technology and innovation is not going to replace people. It's going to make people's jobs different. And perhaps one of the barriers is, is really the mindset that maybe this is going to replace our job or part of our job. Uh, I, I will give you an example. You mentioned, you know, uh, surgery. You could, um, you know, telehealth with a physician, with a surgeon in another part of the world. If you're in the middle of a surgery, and I know at here New Haven Hospital they do that. If you're in surgery and you want the opinion or the participation of someone who's in another part of the world who might be more of an expert, you know, AI and technology and innovation can help you telehealth and, you know, digitize the, the operation room like, you know, nothing that has happened in the past. So I think if we think about this innovatively and as a way to enhance our service offering um, and, you know, to engage, I think that would be the winning attitude. What, what is a barrier? Uh, you know, in, in certain ways, technology is not 100% there. And voice is not 100% where we want it to be. But, you know, companies like Cigna, we said we need to experiment, we need to pioneer, we need to pilot. 
so that when technology advances beyond where it is now, we're ready to leverage it. And that's what we've done with Answers by Signal. Yeah, that's a thoughtful reply. Uh, appreciate you digging in there with me on that. What does this advent of technology, as far as casting a net over more people, do to things like reimbursement, contracts, and revenue for healthcare? I'm going to introduce another uh, technical word, which is blockchain. Blockchain is one way to really to simplify the operational aspects of healthcare. Uh, financial services have leveraged blockchain to simplify transactions and payments and uh, you know transactional interactions. I really think the future of blockchain for healthcare could simplify reimbursements, uh, could simplify and automate some of the operational aspects of healthcare. That, that's one part of my answer. The second part is that we tend to think of health, um, healthcare and companies like Cigna as you know, the traditional players, Cigna, Anthem, Aetna, United, etc. But there is a whole uh, set of new companies that are redefining how healthcare works and how reimbursements happen and how contracts are done. And they are funded by venture capital, you know, venture capital firms who believe that you know, the way healthcare is could be redefined. Rowena, really appreciate you joining us today. Your answers, your, your intellect, your insight. Signal's uh, very lucky to have you. Um, look, really looking forward to you keynoting yeah. the Voice of Healthcare Summit Tuesday, August the 7th in Boston at Harvard Medical School. It's going to be awesome. Thank you for that. Thank you for this. Thank you for being part of everything with us. Yeah, I'm going to echo Bradley on that bright discussion today. And we're really, really excited about seeing you in Boston uh, and listening to your keynote. Thank you so much. For The Voice of Healthcare, episode 12. Thank you for listening. And until next time.